Hello? Naked midget. Naked midget. Naked midget? Oh, yes. Really? Hello? Yes. Uh, All right, so, so yeah. anything you say can and will be held against you. I can deal with that. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Banter, banter. Banter, banter. Wow, so many banters in the room. That's <laughs> bantering. I am Rob Minot, and today joined by Mr. Steve Barkley. Howdy. Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hello. And we have a special guest in the Guitar Dungeon today. All the way from Southern California. Sunny Southern sunny, California sunny. with no rain <laughs> or mud. Just mudslides. <laughs> We have Mr. John Dibble, who is on loan from us. The Dibblemeister from Enhanced Vision. Dibbleman. That's me. That's what I go by. Uh, yeah, what the heck do you do it over there at Enhanced Vision? <laughs> I often ask myself that every day when I'm there. But actually, I'm uh, the chief territory manager for all the international sales that come through Enhanced Vision. I handle all the international accounts, all the distributors, our European offices, uh, and amongst many other things, I, I, I deal with product development, I deal with marketing ideas, I deal with campaigns, I even dip my toe into quality matters and, and then new ideas and new products and so forth. So kind of kind of do a lot of it. You're busy. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy a lot. <laughs> now, for that's the, good. For the people who are out there under a rock, uh, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what Enhanced Vision does and what kind of products they manufacture. Yeah, we manufacture... Uh, uh, Electronic video-based magnification products, uh, handheld devices, devices you can wear on your head like a, our, our Geordi product, uh, desktop CCTVs, all video magnification products. We don't do any kind of Braille. We don't do any optical, any surgical. It's all electronic magnification. That's what we do. And we've been doing that for now over 20 years now, since about 96. And, uh, you know, we, we have a, quite a diverse line of products. Uh, between our uh, um, portables and our headborns and our computer-compatible products, we have probably the most diverse product line uh, on the market today when it comes to video magnifiers. Now, how long have you guys been around? Uh, since '96 is when we when we came uh, onto the scene. With our, we had one headworn magnifier called the VMAX, which was basically the size. It's like a Geordi, but the size of a helmet. <laughs> and then we had a mouse magnifier called Max, uh, which was. Uh, uh, computer, not a computer, but a uh, magnifier you would plug in a composite video into a TV so people could place that over a, a text, enlarge it, change uh, contrast, change magnification, and use it as a reading aid. That That's one's still what, around. Uh, it's still around, actually, yeah, yeah. And uh, we do sell them. We don't sell a ton of them, but uh, for people that don't have a lot of money, I mean, it's a product that's pretty cheap. And, you know, people that have a difficult time transitioning from, you know, optical or, or you know, going into video-based magnifiers, spending more money, it's a good uh, kind of transition tool for that. The, uh, the the Max, does it still output composite or is it, it uh Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's really un, un, an unchanged product. Really? Composite video, yes. Wow. Sorry, I had to 
take a sip of beer there. Never yeah. be sorry about taking a sip of beer. <laughs> That's right. Around yeah. here. Yes. For our audience, we things lo- will degrade. We love beer. The audience knows. <laughs> so it's 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 quite a quite a uh, a history at the company. I've been with them almost since the beginning. I'm over 18 years now with them. And just seeing the evolution of the product line, the development of the camera systems, improvements and the features and so forth is is quite extraordinary. So the next step is going to be AI. Possibly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a real challenge for our kind of company to continue, you know, rapid growth. Um, You know, from the standpoint, there's a lot of other technologies out there. Some people use, you know, on their phone or, you know, tablets and you know, free stuff on the internet and things like that. Even the treatments for macular degeneration have gotten better to where a patient uh, may not, they may need a video magnifier, but they may not need one for several years from now. So the market's really changing. And, uh, um, you know, it's up to a company like us to kind of adapt to that and, uh, and uh, um, you know, come up with new ideas and new, new innovations in order to continue growing. That was kind of one of my questions that I was going to have for you was was having been there for so long, what kind of advances have you really seen in terms of uh, of what these magnifiers can do and the footprint that they can they can um, have in a home? Yeah, everything <clears throat> everything is getting smaller and it, uh, all the technology is getting better. Uh, cameras are improving, you know, from just in the past several years from 480 standard definition to 720 phd 1080p now it's probably be 4k and you know all this uh you know the the, the camera technology is, is rapidly in, improving um you know a big trend right now in the market is wearables uh heads up displays to where you, you know you have cameras mounted in front of uh you know almost like virtual reality type of displays there are more players in the market now than ever mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but there's a lot of big push you know you know the the thought process is that hey this this virtual reality type of camera ai is going to replace your your desktop video you know magnifier and you know everybody's going to be wearing something it's really not the reality maybe for young people but not for elderly people but um you know the market is still there and you know the biggest challenge for a company like ours and i've said this ever since day one is just a matter of being able to find these people out there that need this kind of technology awareness is horrible you know we you know we we go to the ophthalmologist every year big shows try to convince them to refer their patients to us and most of them frankly do not they you know they send the patient home with a nothing more i could do for you uh statement and that's just simply wrong and with with our company out here as well as a lot of the competitors you know, if, if we can get to that patient, show them a product, then um, we might be able to help them. And I, I haven't seen an improvement in awareness over the 18 years that I've been there. And it's just, a, it's on one hand, it's kind of sad, but it's a reality that we just have to deal with. Well, you know, and that's interesting because that's exactly, you know, our experience as well. Um, awareness is really hard. These devices, a lot of times, nobody wants to really know about them until the day that they need them. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think a big piece of that as well is is that when when somebody walks out of that ophthalmologist's office, they're they're grieving. They're, you know, they've they've lost they're something depressed. that was important right. to them. They're yep. depressed. Uh, you know, yep. I think you guys uh, you just did a, a show on um, on uh, mental health and That's disability, right. That's right. and they talked about the grieving process, and and they've got to get through that. They've got to get to that point of. Maybe not. Maybe they don't have to get all the way to acceptance, but it sure helps. But uh, until 
until they hit that point where they re recognize that their life isn't over, that there are things that they can do, there are aids that are out there for them. Um, they're, they're not ready to even consider it. But it does seem surprising that, that the ophthalmologists and optometrists are so slow to get on board. You, you'd think that, that this is something that they'd, they'd be happy to hand off. You would think so, and there's a lot of people, a lot of doctors that are willing to uh, to uh, refer and and tell patients about this type of technology. But they there's also a trust issue. You know, uh, you know, we walk in the door, they're like, "This is my patient. Who are you?" Mm -hmm. And you know, it's really a matter of being able to have the right value message to ophthalmologists, convince them that hey, this is a technology that really works for this patient. When you you know, you can do all you can uh, possibly to help them surgically. But uh, if you can't, and they're still 2,200 or worse in their better eye, then why not at least give them a chance, you know? And we make it easy for them. I mean, we, you know, we, we have, we do in-office, uh, you know, evaluations for them. We'll, we'll go, you know, do, do whatever they do whatever they want. And it's just, you know, ophthalmologists in general, I think they're just, you know, pretty darn busy, at least in the, uh, in the American, in the U.S. market. It's, you know, um, you know, it's a lot of times, you know, you have maybe 10 minutes with a, with a doctor and then on to the next patient. And they're not necessarily, we're not necessarily on the mindset of ophthalmologists, you know, who are just too busy to, you know, to, I guess, remember us, but, but uh, there's a lot of good ones that do. And what, what we have to do as an organization and as we have with our distributors is to visit, be more visible with these ophthalmologists and make more of these relationships on an ongoing basis, not just visit them, you know, every three, six months, because forget about it, they'll, 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 they'll forget about you. But if you're there often, um, a lot of our distributors have made um, a very good relationships with ophthalmologists and who have turned, you know, into uh, doctors um, who are now referring a lot of patients and, and we're helping them out, which is good. Well, uh, and I think too that, you know, it's not an ophthalmologist you know, job to make sure their patient has a high quality of life, but they're still doing everything they can surgically to get them to a certain point. You know, I don't know how many times in the past we've had clients come in and look at a CCTV and, you know, they can do their jigsaw puzzles again, yeah. or they can do their makeup on their own again. You know, just that quality of life, that, that independence is such a treasure to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe it is the ophthalmologist's fiduciary responsibility to do everything and exhaust every option possible to help that that visually impaired patient. And if they can't help them visual, you know, if they can't help them surgically, they must not not you know, should they must seek out other options that may be um, helpful to that patient. Right. Whether it's uh, sending them to an, an organization such as the Braille, CNAB, whatever organization you have that can assist people uh, connecting them with other resources yeah. or connecting them with uh, companies that deal with technology because this stuff really works. You know, I don't, you don't have to point you to the internet and type in <laughs> low vision on a YouTube video and somebody crying and seeing their kid's face for the first time, yeah. you know, in, in 10 years when their ophthalmologist couldn't fix that problem. So it really, you know, I'm passionate about it. It actually makes me pissed off when, um, you know, I, I hear doctors who just don't, you know, want to go take that additional step. So, you know. Well, you know, especially since this, this technology isn't cutting edge. I, I mean, uh, you know, electronic magnifying systems have been around you know since since the 70s 35, 35 years oh yeah no longer since the late 70s yeah. yet there you know it, port, it port. always 
almost 50 years. Yeah, it, yeah, it always stuns years. me when somebody, you know, just has never heard of it. Never heard of it. Didn't even know something like that exists. Mm-hmm. It's this the the, pro, the issue is is that this industry is not big enough. I mean, you know, enhanced vision, you know, VFO, Optelec, Freedom Scientific, uh, whatever combined is not even, <laughs> you know, one one hundredth of a percent the size of a of an of a Microsoft engine or so forth mm-hmm. like that. So we just don't have the ability to invest millions and millions of dollars into awareness and marketing and so forth like that. If we did, we could have a there'd be a big game changer. You know, if the government could help, uh, you know, our industry in getting the word out, um, you know, that would help immensely. But unfortunately, it's not the reality. So it seems to me that, you know, in, in the last few years, one of, one of the big leaps forward was the, the development of, of LCD monitors over um, CRT. Yeah, the big tube, tube guys. Right? Um, you know, that, that had a huge impact mm-hmm. um, with you guys. I mean, because I remember... Sure. You know, yeah, wait, us, us shipping 19-inch, <laughs> you know, CRT Merlins, for example. Oh, yeah, 75-pound yeah. boxes. A lot, <laughs> lot, lot oh, fewer yeah. people are de- developing hernias now. <laughs> yeah, you have 52-pound, 20-inch monitors that, you know, oh, forget about walking on the ice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, what a nightmare. So so with the advent of LCD technology, it allowed you to, to obviously reduce the the, the amount of, the, the size of the unit so sure. that it didn't take up as much space, but it also allowed you to... to have bigger screens yeah absolutely and and you know those screens are are much brighter too than the older crts as well and and uh, uh you know you have uh you know which didn't exist before is you have monitor position flexibility so you know these monitors are mounted on an arm you can raise lower them tilt them you know move them off to the side for you know somebody with macular you can position you know position it in in such a way uh, where you know it's better set up for their eccentric viewing and uh, with CRTs, you just you know it's either on top of the side, and that was it. That's know? right. So so I think that that was that was a nice improvement. So the technology improvements definitely there, um, you know, especially with the cameras and the, you know, the, the integrated XY tables, all the different modes, the the color image quality clarity. That that's all very very good. And you know I think the systems have, have gotten easier to use over the years as well. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just a matter of, of actually getting out there and finding those people that need it and uh, showing it to them because chances are it'll help them and chances are they might get it. Yeah. Now, one other thing recently, too, that, that you've started building into a lot of the devices is OCR. Oh, yeah. Yeah, OCR is just uh, it's kind of the uh, one the last five years has really come on uh, the scene as a real like powerhouse feature. You know, people who use a uh, uh, video magnifier often for extended periods of time, their eyes get a little tired and, and, you know, they want something, you know, something that will have the convenience of reading to them. And uh, um, so, so that's just an option that the market is asking for. So, you know, we're incorporating that in a a lot of our different products, whether it be the desktop units or the, uh, you know, transportable units, computer compatible units. And uh, um, it's a nice option to have, you know, again, for, for somebody that, um, you know, wishes to, you know, not have to physically read the, and look at the material all the time. They can actually have it read to them. So, so that's positive, a positive thing. It has added some additional complexity to the product, so not everybody wants it. Some people just want to have something simple and read their mail and read their read their magazine, and, and, and that's fine too. But the good thing, at least about enhanced vision, is you know, at least on the video magnifier side is we've kind of got it all, you know, from portable to desktop to OCR to computer compatible. I, I mean, you name it, we, we kind of have it, have it all covered. 
one product that that is kind of interesting, especially given the the popularity of wearables these days, is the Jordy. Right. And, and now the one that I'm talking about though is the is the Jordy that was originally released uh, August of '99. Yeah. August of '90, really? 1999, first one. Yeah, when I came on board with the company. Wow. Yeah, so Jordy version one. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm kind of fascinated with that product because mm -hmm. it really seems to me that. It was kind of ahead of its time. Yeah, at the time it was because nobody was really uh, looking at that segment of the market. Enhanced Vision was. And uh, only up until about the last three or four years have people really gotten into the uh, wearable devices for low vision. Uh, as we have seen, technologically speaking, you know, a lot of the gaming technology, virtual reality technology, this heads-up technology, you know, Google Glass, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And people thought, hey, you know, we can we can merge some of this technology into something that will help somebody, you know, with, that are bl that's blind or visually impaired, and uh, uh, which is good, I think, for humanity. That's a good thing, and uh, um, and obviously, it's our obligation to continue a product in that category, and, and we've done so with the introduction of the latest Jordy, which is kind of similar in design to the Jordy we had about ten years back, uh, similar in weight, but a much more improved uh, camera resolution and uh and, you know more features and so forth like that so so it's it's we just introduced it uh not too long ago but uh so far so good it is a sexy beast <laughs> yes just <laughs> like, like just like you just like you man <laughs> <laughs> sexy beast feel the love yeah our, uh, our our strategy though is a little different in the market when it comes to wearables and jordy um for for a couple couple reasons one is that you know there's a there's an old phrase you know the, the kiss philosophy which is a keep it simple stupid mm -hmm. and uh, um, so we believe in that philosophy we believe in also making products uh, for the mass market uh, which is you know not just for a niche 10% of certain types of clientele um, and you know we want to make our products easy to use uh, and easy to work with and uh, um, the only unfortunate part is there's 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 products that are that are semi-similar similar maybe a little lighter than ours but they don't um you know they, they put a lot of technology in it you know bluetooth wi-fi streaming you know <laughs> blah 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 and it's like you know getting a, getting a 70 year old uh, lady to to figure out how to wi-fi stream into her <laughs> goggles it's just it's just never going to happen you know 20 uh, you know a 20 year old yeah probably but again, that's you know that's suitable for a, a you know minority of the market. So we want to make that product for, you know, an 80-year-old person. We want to make it for a 20-year-old person. And but what's more important is that one of the big things we believe in is is image quality and, and clarity and and um, um, just just the cameras that we use are are really the best on the market in all the wearables because you know there's a lot of camera technology out there. You know, in in lighter head-worn units, but they just they're miniaturized megapixel type of cameras. They don't have the image quality that you can't see as far. Uh, they have delay. They're grainy. They they just don't have the the capability of a of a nice block camera that you can see far away, autofocus, clarity, and and uh, so image quality is important. You know, we're dealing with the visually impaired, so why not give them the best image quality possible? So is that something that that is just continuing to improve? Is is the cameras yes. themselves? Yeah, absolutely, and the displays actually in it. Um, you know, the, the, it you see a continual evolution in, in, in development because again, the camera quality that we use today 
may have been available five years ago, but it was much, much larger in form factor. So you'd have this big, you know, brick on your face if you tried to, you know, do it, do it several years ago. Now you don't. It's a lot more smaller and, and better. You know, companies like Sony, you know, they, you know, are always pushing and developing their autofocus and camera qualities and so forth, miniaturization and so forth. Um, and that's definitely a, a trend that we're, that we're seeing. We don't see that much of that in the real, real small form factor cameras. And I'm talking like cell phone cameras that that type of size, um, you know, they just don't have the zooming um, capability, autofocus capability, the, you know, the, the, you know, the, when you move materials underneath it, you want to see it to where there's no delay and so forth like that, that that's still got a long way to go. Um, but when it comes, you know, we'll definitely be in that market as well. So is the Jordi is is that your the main product that's a wearable that that you guys are developing right now or have developed? Yeah, yeah. We're also looking at you know lighter, smaller versions of the Jordi as we speak. Uh, the other one that's really kind of a uh, not really a wearable, but but it's the Mojo product line, which is a handheld electronic monocular that you can hold up to one eye and you can use that kind of like a Jordi, but as uh, you know, as, as in one hand and, and holding up to one eye. The, the, the philosophy behind that product is that currently on the market, um, you know, people have to use, a lot of times for distance, they use an optical monocular telescope. It's a piece of glass, great optics as far as clarity goes, and, you know, runs a few hundred bucks, maybe $200 or, or you know, for the top-end ones. And, uh, um, you know, they use that to spot things in the distance you know, telescopically. And... Uh, but there's challenges that come with that kind of product because they have a very narrow field of view. Um, you have to manually focus them. Uh, they don't have brightness or contrast or anything like that. So what we're trying to do with a product like what we called Mojo is we're bringing to the uh, uh, world a whole new category of electronic-based uh, product. And this is the, uh, the concept is in line with an optical magnifier, uh, you know, a telescopic magnifier, However, it's an autofocus product. It has adjustable mode and contrast and brightness and so forth, all of which uh, don't exist in the optical uh, telescopic products or even the spectacle-mounted ones, which usually only work for a certain fixed focal distance. Uh, but the biggest, biggest thing is that people often struggle with opti optical telescopes with a field of view, very, very narrow. So it's like looking through a, a paper towel holder or something. Um, and you know, with a product like Mojo, we're looking at a 30-degree field of view, so we give the give the person a lot more visual information, you know, a lot more maneuverability when they're actually looking at materials. Uh, I think the camera technology uh, in that form factor, because it's very small, could be developed better and further, you know, as more new technology comes out. So we're kind of seeing some improvements there and looking at some improvements in that in that category as well. So we're all about creating products too for 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 um, areas of the market that you know that, that you know there's nothing else that exists there and mojo is one of them and uh, um, so as as we see more opportunities in other areas uh, you know we'll create products you know to fill holes in our portfolio and offer new options for people out there that want to look at different things i think there's a lot of great ideas and technology that's being developed in the whole AI platform and you know you know Microsoft has this AI app on mm -hmm. their phone for OCR it works great actually really nice and you know obviously got to use a cell phone to use it yeah. so we got to deal with that inter you know internet and service and so forth like that but um, 
you know, as that's developing, you know, it's giving us ideas as to how we could bring some of those elements in that technology, partner with some of these organizations to bring more value and more features to the products that we offer. Right. We started that pretty much with OCR and, uh, you know, just to make things more attractive to people out there and, you know, and uh, products that are more versatile for different type of applications or transformer product is one of them, which is kind of unique. Well, not really unique in what it can do, but um, the fact that it has such a uh, uh, multi-system compatibility where you have a camera system you can use if you're visually impaired for it's portable, it's transportable, it's battery operated. It, you can plug it into a laptop. It works with a Mac, a, a Microsoft laptop. It works with an iPad, an Android tablet, HDMI platform. It's it's uh, um, kind of nice to have something that's so widely compatible with different types of systems that people might already use in, in the in the market. So that's that's kind of a nice thing that we're doing right now too. So do you find that it's it's a bit of a challenge because I think I think what you're saying is that when you're when you're designing a product you really have to have uh, a, the picture of a typical user in your right. head you need to look at the needs of the market and find out okay what are we missing what, what's not being addressed in the market or what's the trend and what's you know you know what 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 can we do different uh, you know versus what we've done in the past it's it's not an easy process but uh, and some things we create, you know, maybe don't do that well, and uh, but some things we do do make, you know, our home run, and uh, um, so yeah, it's really it's really about, you know, as Steve said, filling out holes, and uh, <laughs> uh, and just just looking at the market and, and listening to the market, saying what's needed, what should we do as a company? We talk a lot to uh, uh, people in the market, saying you know what can enhance vision do better. What can we do different? What can we improve? Uh, what would you like to see done? You know, some things we can do, some things we can't. But it, it, nevertheless, it's it's good dialogue to give us ideas as to developing other things. Mm -hmm. So, like for example, when you when you sit down and say like design to say a Merlin, mm -hmm. um, was that sort of designed with the knowledge that you know what probably a large percentage of of the users are going to be seniors? Yeah. So we need to keep this the design simpler than say something else that where where there might be yeah oh no absolutely because you got to look at your target customer who's the majority of people that are visually impaired what is their age group uh you know you know what exists already in the market and uh, um you know keeping it simple and and you know especially for people that are really elderly um merlin's merlin's a home run you know you don't need to necessarily have all these additional uh, features you know, um, that will never be used put into the, not to say that they may be important for some people, but again, we, we go back to the mass market. You know, we don't want to overcomplicate our products and make people scared of using them run away. We want to make our experience easy when they come to the product. You know, everything's ergonomic. Everything, buttons have a different shape, a different contour. They're contrasted on the unit. You know, you can find them easily. You know, they're easy to operate. They're easy to push. You know, they're easy to control. Uh, so that's, that's, that's a big deal, a big deal. Uh, does it ever frustrate you guys like to think that well you know we could stuff all these great features into a product yeah but then it would just overcomplicate it and 
not be necessarily right for the demographic that we're going to Well, hit. we kind of have a I kind of have a different approach where if I need additional features in the product where maybe I have an important bid or situation overseas where this bid is going to buy, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred units, but they need this feature. Okay, well, we'll put it in, but maybe we'll bury it in such a way where you can go into the menu and activate it if necessary. Mm. So somebody that comes to the machine, they still see it in the simple way. Uh, but yet, if they need uh, uh, that additional unique feature, they can just go in the menu and activate it, and then they got it. Very so, sneaky. Yeah, sneaky peaky. <laughs> the, 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 the thing to solve this market is really uh, marketing, awareness, getting the docs to actually refer and tell every patient that, that walks in the door. Because if you think about it, with macular degeneration, where does every patient go? Every single one of them goes through an ophthalmologist. Everyone. Right. right. And that ophthalmologist does well to, to, to help them surgically. Maybe they give them drops, they give them injections, they give them some sort of, you know, some other, some other aids or whatnot. And uh, um, oftentimes it's unsuccessful. So if we can solve that piece of the puzzle, mm, then a lot more people in the world would benefit. Yeah, and, I mean, it just seems puzzling to me. It's like going to the doctor for a broken leg and he puts your leg in a cast, but then he doesn't give you crutches or yeah. even tell you that crutches exist. Or tell you that rehab, you may need rehab and hey, go talk to this, you know, and I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's a lot of the fact that there's no insurance, at least in the U.S. market, there's no insurance payment, no insurance coverage, you know, unless you're a veteran of the war or something like that. There's really no payment. It's all private pay, so there's really no insurance reimbursement uh, for actually getting an aid to an end user. Um, you know, if maybe if that happened, maybe that would you know change the change the attitude a little bit, but. You know, a lot of times, you know, at least in our American system, you know, when you look at these hospitals and you know, I go in to see the doctor and it's like, you're lucky if you got 10 minutes with a guy and then boom, you're out of there. And they have a lot of patience. So it's just, mm -hmm. I guess it's, you know, it's just hard to remember us and remember the industry in general. I'm not just talking about enhanced vision. I'm talking about any even other competitors. And, uh, um, but, you know, we're chipping away a little there and, uh, but a long way to go, long way to go. No, I speak the truth from the reality of the market. I know this industry uh, a lot better than anyone, and uh, um, I, I know where the products are going. And it's just, uh, um, you know, awareness is a key. You know, you just if people out there just sitting there and going, "This sucks. Yeah. I need help." And if you can get to them. I sw you may not be able to help everyone, but with the fact that I, you know, I'm not talking just low vision stuff here. I'm talking about rehab. I'm talking about blindness. I'm talking about you know all this progressive technology of you know camera systems that project images and you know you know into the retina and, and i mean crazy stuff that mm -hmm. that's really cutting edge technology this whole second sight um technology that um man it just really could be life-changing for a lot of these people and um you know again it's just a matter of a matter of finding them well, and I mean, is it is it an, ex an exciting time for the industry right now with all the baby boomers sort of aging into this equipment? I don't know if I'd say exciting. I mean, you know. Uh, well, I mean, I but, guess exciting for. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's changed, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because at the same time as those baby boomers are, are getting up there, they're much more technologically savvy than their uh, the very previous true. generation. Right. Yeah, very so true. they're they're much more likely to use mainstream uh, electronics and yeah. and, and, and yeah. you know use features like you know magnification on those types of devices, and uh, the surgical interventions are getting so much better. Yeah, so. yeah. Treatments for macular degeneration are getting better, and not necessarily solving the vi person's vision problem, but you know halting the degeneration of their vision. Maybe 
before they would need, you know, a CCTV in a year from now, but now some of the treatments, which are great for humanity, um, they may not need a CCTV for four or five years. Uh, so that's 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 a good thing. But um, by no means, uh, there is no miracle cure or solving, you know, curing, you know, uh, a lot of these visual issues. There's a lot of treatments that, that halt further degeneration, but not necessarily a cure-all. And uh, so those people are going to need help at right. some point. So, yeah. Chipping away, you know. Yep. Keep on plugging. Keep on trucking. <laughs> Hang in there, kitties. Yeah, it's all right. It, it's fun. It, it, it's it's a, how many it's, more it, seventy uh, memes yeah. can we come up <laughs> yeah. with? On, on one on, on one hand, it's 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 frustrating the fact that we know we could sit do, on it. We could do more. <laughs> yeah, sit on it. What are you, Fonzie? Plaza. Uh, yeah, Fonza. You Fonza. Um, it's frustrating on one hand where we know we can do more. Um, you know, you know, out there, uh, but. You know, it's 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 on the other hand, it's it's you know you, you take one step you know at a time, and you know you it's this industry is is really rewarding because when you really you give a product to someone and they can actually do a task or see something that they haven't seen for years and years, I mean it just is great. It doesn't suck. You know, we could all be in industries where we're out there selling widgets or whatever right. that nobody really cares about. And, you know, to go out and I never talk to any grumpy customers. You know, I never talk to people who are just hanging up on me on the phone. And, you know, because when you really tell them what you're doing and trying to help them and, and if you do help them, that's that's just awesome. So that I think is just a, a real rewarding part of being in the industry in general yeah, i mean absolutely i mean i think you know? we would all agree i mean that's why oh, yeah. we're all sitting in ryan's basement doing this is, yeah is dark for that very basement <laughs> smells like salisbury steak <laughs> and feet uh, and feet <laughs> but it's okay the beer smell is mass it must be ryan's feet probably yeah that's probably. So. <laughs> probably it's like college cheese feet yeah that lovely <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I heard your Vancouver Canucks really suck right now. Is that true? That is absolutely, absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, the Flames are Flames are kicking ass. Yeah, are they? They picked yeah. up again. Well, last I heard they were is in that Calgary place. team. No, Calgary. really yeah. nice, yeah, good for them. They were like one last one nine straight, ten straight or something. Yeah, they're on a roll. Yeah, Boston's won like twelve out of sixteen, I think, the last uh, little while. Yeah, we're talking hockey here, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm just trying to think of another question. You guys go ahead. I'm all base I'm a baseball guy, so not much hockey, but I do like the ducks, so I'm good with that. The mighty ducks. Yeah, they're very close to where I live and work, so I used to go to games all the time in the past. But then when they had that big strike, I kinda switched over to baseball. <laughs> but I might go to some games. It'd be fun. I haven't been been one in a long time. So you guys sort of sell a lot. You, you sort of, There's a bit of a divide between the products. Uh, a lot yeah. of them are either portables that are designed sort of for people to take with them to be able to sort of use something if they're at the grocery store. Yep. And then there's the lines that are, that are more designed for the home. Yep. And, and is sort of something that's... And then the in-betweens. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yep. yep. Um, is that a, is that sort of a, a divide that you guys are sort of purposely try to keep even? Like, do you, do you, are you like, well, we've got to have, you know, a certain amount of portable solutions, but then we also have to have a lot of um, desktop solutions? Well, yeah, we, does well, that just kind of come naturally? It comes naturally, and, and we want to be able to, well, we have to recognize the competition out there and stay competitive and offer solutions that they're offering maybe, you know, or, 
you know, stay ahead of the curve and, you know, the different types of products depending on different types of needs. You know, if somebody just needs a, a magnifier, they, they're using an optical glass magnifier, they need to read their restaurant menu or they, they have to just spot read some mail and stuff like that, we've got something for that. You know, somebody wants a portable device, they can read more of a book on a, on a plane or something when they're traveling, we've got something like that. Then, of course, the home-based video magnifiers, which, you know, kind of dominate the sales in the general industry as well because you know people like the big machines big monitors they can magnify read their mail look at their prescription bottle and so forth like that we've got that then a lot of the in-between products which are products that you can use for distance for self-viewing you know like a mirror and then also for reading mail and so forth and products that have OCR that are computer compatible so it's just really about and then we even have products that are just OCR reading devices only and so it's just a matter our product line has expanded has tripled over the ever since i've been there and it's just really to meet the needs of the market because when you go into somebody and you start talking to them you know you ask them what they want to do you know what do they what do they miss doing most what are they what are they what do they want need help with and chances are you know we'll have something that they can try one or two products that they can try that that will meet that need you know 18 years ago we we may not have had that and but now we do so so that's 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 kind of what we're doing you know so one of the trends though that's unfortunate trends that's happening a lot in the portable market the handheld is there's there's a lot of infiltration from uh, chinese companies who are kind of flooding a lot of the market with these really cheap uh, inexpensive handheld magnifiers and while on one hand they do magnify and you have different contrasts and so forth like that they're so inexpensive that really the quality and, and the longevity is 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 suspect in, yeah. in these kind of products sure. and it's and it's uh Unfortunate when, you know, if, if people uh, don't recognize the value and the quality and the craftsmanship and, you know, the, the image quality and, and the, some of the products that maybe we manufacture in the portable line and they just say, you know, they want to buy something cheap for a couple hundred bucks, um, you know, ultimately I think they, they'll be dissatisfied. But, you know, that's, a, that's one of the little bit of the frustrations we have in the market right now is that, you know, it's just the, the flooding of the cheaper Chinese portables. So. Well, I mean, yeah. they'll be happy with it until it explodes in their pocket or yeah. sets their yeah. living room on fire. But yeah, we, well, we don't with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's really about a, a expanding the product line, you know, and, and offering as many choices as we can. And, uh, and then just, you know, if somebody comes to us and they have a, this particular need, that particular want, that particular request. Uh, you know, chances are we can we can we can we can solve it or satisfy that need. So, whereas 18 years ago we we may have had something you know just a limited line. Now we've now we've got a lot more. Now, now I mean, obviously you're not gonna you're probably not gonna talk to us at all about sort of what's to come because you want to keep that close to your chest. But yeah, yeah, we got to be uh, uh, you know pretty confidential. But on some of but the stuff let me let on. me let me phrase it a different way then. Um, do you find that with with technology sort of moving as fast as it is mm -hmm. these days, do you find that there's a lot more that you guys are in the works and developing? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, last year alone, we cr came out with four products, and for a company of our size to do that between the transformer and the and the Merlin Elite Pro full-page OCR uh, desktop unit, uh, our Geordi, and then the Mojo, uh, uh, you know, uh, electronic monocular uh, is a you know pretty big feat. And you know, we kind of have that mindset going forward. You know, whether it's upgrading existing technology, improving existing technology, coming out with something totally brand new. So yeah, there, there's more pressure. You know, there's a lot more pressure because there's a lot of, you know, 
technologies that people find on the internet and you know, whether it's apps or you know and iPads and you know the accessibility programs and iPads and so forth like that have gotten a lot better and they, they work really well I mean it's not the ideal product for someone that's visually impaired but some people think you know hey this this is good enough and you know we want to we want to you know we want to give them something that they can say well this is better and so it's really up to us to, to move fast faster than we have ever before uh, because uh, it's just so much more. There's more out there. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us what your number one request from customers is? You know, I don't know. Really, have a direct answer for that. No, nope. uh, it's just so varied. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it really, really not. I mean, really, people really appreciate the wearable uh, technology. Mm. You know, and the 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 advent. You know, the OCR that we've added in, but uh, there's not really one specific. Uh, you know, people always want something smaller and lighter, and you know. Have, have you know have these bells and whistles and you know within reason you, you know we have to use what technology is available mm-hmm. to us you know and um, you know to get a um, you know a, a Jordy uh, with that kind of camera quality that we have which is really the best out there right now in the size of a you know three ounce pair of glasses is just it's simply impossible uh, but what we're discovering is that you know as, as the camera technology improves as the 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 uh, the uh, the eye technology improves you know and the, as far as like the virtual reality technology it's really given us a lot of good ideas and, and you know ability to to make you know things lighter and better and you know people people want that so that's so you know it's the direction we're moving in but you know there's other things that we're you know we we look at in our product line and if there's gaps and you know, um, you know, products we want to develop and so forth like that, you know, maybe that are available from competitor, you know, you know, a, that maybe we should have. And, uh, you know, um, and that's something we're, we're definitely working on and we're going to, we'll probably have a few products this year that we'll be coming out with, um, for sure. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, let's talk about the the Jordy just for a minute because uh-huh. the the new Jordy, um, sure, it, it's been out for how long now? Uh, we introduced, we started shipping that product in late July of 2017. So uh, August was really when it started to hit market. So August, it, September, October, November, December. So six months. And, and how how did you guys find the reception? Were, were people really excited about it? Oh yeah, for sure. They've been begging for that product for years. Uh, because we had a we had an absence of about five plus years on the when the old Geordie ended and the new Geordie, and that was really because of certain uh, prism that was used in the uh, technology we had before. It just wasn't we couldn't replicate it. It was uh, um, it was it was provided to us from a very well known company that went end of life on that component, and we just couldn't we could do anything about it. So it was kind of a forced end of life on the product, which was unfortunate. But no people people were excited and absolutely eager to get right on it because I have people, you know, before this new Jordy, you know, people would call us and, you know, they depend on their Jordy on a daily basis. You know, they, they, they buy extras when they see them on the internet on eBay and, and, you know, they, they just, uh, uh, are just, I mean, it's a real life changing product. You know, I've told this to many people, but you know, the Jordy, when it, when it works for somebody definitely doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but when it does, it works for them in, in, in the most profound way, uh, that, that you can imagine because it really is a new way of seeing a tire new way of seeing it and the reaction to that kind of product uh is much much more powerful and stronger than you will ever see with any kind of portable or desktop unit or anything like that when it you know it's just it's just an amazing thing so just in case anybody is who's out there you know maybe not 
are, aren't familiar with what the Geordie actually is, just sure. just a just a the elevator Ge- pitch. What it is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Geordie is basically a, a wearable video magnifier. So if you could imagine, you got a little power pack, and you kind of wear it on your belt, and that's got controls uh, to change the magnification, the contrast, zoom in, zoom out, and brightness, and all those kind of bells and whistles. And that's connected by a cable to a pair of glasses that you wear. And these glasses are not like glasses, uh, you know, a little like you know, two ounce pair of glasses you buy it, you know, and sunglasses and stuff like that. These are, these are obviously bigger and, uh, uh, stop poking me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, basically what it is, it's, it's a display that you wear and it has two, uh, uh, electronic displays, one in front of each eye. And then in the middle of that display, it juts out slightly in front of it is a camera system. And that camera system is a 720p high definition camera system. And so if you can imagine, when you wear this, uh, it's very similar to kind of virtual reality technology, but just imagine if you had a camera mounted to that where you could see things far distance. So you put this technology on, you turn it on, and you can look at an object, you know, 100 feet away, and it will be captured by the camera, and the image is displayed right on the eyepieces right in front of your eyes in a magnified format, uh, brighter display, kind of a, you know, widescreen type of format, so people can see detail, they can see objects, they can, you know, I, I just had a video on Facebook on our Enhanced Vision page where a lady was wearing the product and she was never able to see her, her, her daughter's softball game. So she's sitting out there 50 yards or more away watching her daughter play outfield and softball and field the ball and stuff like that. She can never see that before. So captures the image through the camera, displays it on the goggles, person sees the image, something they've never seen before. So pretty awesome. So with the advent of, of a lot of the, the virtual reality systems that have been in the works for, you know, the last four or five years, the mm-hmm. Oculus Rift, the, like mm-hmm. that type of technology, I know it's, it's really based on, it's really dependent on the, the screens inside the glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, has has the the advancement of that type of technology impacted the development of the Jordy? Well, it's helped it uh, because the display technology is better than ever. Um, a lot of times, though, with the virtual reality technology, those are ma- mainly uh, uh, displays that are developed for people with normal vision that are gamers, you right. know, and really super immersive. Uh, you have this big goggle system that that you know basically immerses you into the image of the game and so forth like that. Um, so, so that's, that's, but it's helped us from, you know, from, from a display technology and, uh, um, you know, idea standpoint and, and displays that have, you know, wider field of view and so forth like that. But those, those kind of products really, you know, you know, they don't have, you know, the camera technology behind it, like we would use in the Geordi. Right. You right. know, so you can't, you know, none of the off the shelf, you know, heads-up displays, you know, can be used for any kind of distance vision or anything like that. And it's not, they're not designed for the visually impaired. But you can, we can take technology that's been developed there and borrow from it, you know, use their kind of display technologies, adapt it to camera systems and, 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 and go from there. We're not big believers in the full wraparound, you know, um, uh, gaming type of system glasses just because it's, it's, it gets, you know, a little claustrophobic, you know, you don't have any peripheral, uh, vision and, and, you know, it gets, you know, it's, 
Sure. For, for a partially sighted person, it's a bit overwhelming. Sure. You know? And if you're trying to make it portable, it's probably a huge power draw too, right? Yeah. Because those, those types of systems are really designed to be plugged in. They're designed to be plugged in. Yeah. It's no, no, no portable nature to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it's good. It's a good development technology and, you know, and, and then the, you know, the miniaturization of cameras and so forth like that, you know, cameras of today compared to five years ago are just a, you know, you know, just a, so far ahead of what was available before. So more we can use from that segment, you know, the, the smaller products can get the easier, the lighter weight, you know, the better image quality and so forth like that, which is, is key, you know, with a very visual impaired person, you, what are you after? You want to improve their vision that they have. Right. And, uh, can't do that with a crappy camera, you know, but yeah, great camera. You sure can. So, so let me ask you this then. What's, what is your flagship product at the moment? Like what's sort of the mainstay of, well, yeah, the main, the main, the main talked about product right now is definitely Jordy. Cause that's okay. getting all the kind of buzz and, and interest and, and, uh, um, you know, and working for some people, not working for everybody, but what's good is that, you know, if somebody calls and is interested in the Jordy and they want to try it out, great, do it. If it doesn't work for them, we got something else for them, you know? Um, you know, a lot of the industry, you know, I would say the, the majority of sales or the majority of products that are supplied in this entire industry uh, is, is your traditional desktop CCTV. Probably about 50% yeah. of all people that are visually impaired get a desktop cctv right, right so if you want to call flagship flagship a flagship product uh just based upon sheer number of sales and popularity it's it's that kind of just traditional desk boring desktop video magnifier right but uh but there's definitely a trend happening you know over the years you know we've seen people into more transportable portable things you know multi-position camera type of systems you know our acrobat or da vinci's great selling products for us um you know people want something that's a little more flexible they want to well, watch tv but also you know do my makeup or um uh, you know or you know, look at my mail and stuff like that so um but i'd say popularity right now is jordy and then uh you know you know just as far as sales goes you know, for the industry it's really more than just a desktop cctv right yeah now, uh, are you guys going? To, obviously, you guys will be at CSUN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there you're, are you giving any sort of big announcement there, or uh? no, none, none planned at this time because you know, again, we we had the four products already last year. You know, there are some things we are developing, but the timing probably won't be uh, uh, something to where we can you know provide any kind of you know big announcement or anything at CSUN. But sure. but you never know, you know, you never know. There's so. always stuff going on behind the scenes. Yo, I've heard what goes on behind the scenes at CSUN. Trust me, Steve's told me. Yeah. So yeah. that's oh, dude. I haven't told you much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only a drop in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. From from your experience, and again, not getting into sort of what you guys maybe mm -hmm. are developing, but do you see a, a trend that's coming that you can sort of point to and go, yeah, I could see things going that way. I could definitely see a trend uh, more towards wearables for sure. Yeah. Yeah, providing their their they're they're good enough and and easy enough to use and and you know um you know just just have the right features and the right image clarity yeah i, I can definitely see a trend there because it's just it's it's all the rave right now you know yeah. google yeah. glasses and samsung developing this and uh, you know all these all these heads up displays that is 100 percent the trend is okay. wearables um yeah head mounted displays um yeah so i mean that's that's for sure the way things are going but the one thing too, what we have to, what, I guess, what's good on our side, is that, <clears throat> you know, 
like with the advent of the Geordi, one thing we always, you know, remember with that product and one of the things that we have uh, also developed with that product, which is actually kind of something unique to Enhanced Vision because we actually have a patent on it, is not only can you wear the product, but I think it's also important to have the product adaptable to uh, another situation to where it makes it even easier to use. And what I mean by that is, you know, with a product like the wearable Geordi, we have a we have a uh, um, an accessory that you can buy along with it, which I think is you know absolutely a, a great thing, is a docking stand. And what a docking stand is is it allows you to wear the Geordi, and then if you get a little tired, you know, looking at reading your mail or, or you know paying your bills or doing whatever, then you can actually remove the Geordi from you know have to wear it, and you could put it in the stand and use it just like a desktop CCTV. So you have that kind of two-in-one flexibility. Right. That, that I think is a real uh, attractive thing, um, you know, that, you know, so we're addressing the, the, the wearable trend in the market, but then also, you know, realizing, hey, they keep it simple, you know, you can take this device and also make it like a CCTV, that whole two-in-one thing. So multi-purpose uh, type of device, you know, giving it that additional functionality to, to, to use it in different ways, I, I think is a real trend as well. Because people do like, you know, they don't want to have like 10 different devices around their house. Right. They have to use, but, you know, if you can get benefit out of the Jordy, especially for distance, and then you want to use it like a like our Merwin product or desktop CCTV as a home unit, you can do that also. So I think that's, that's, that's a real good thing. But wearables, definitely the trend, you know, and uh, portables, I'm not so sure. You know, we're finding a lot of people who are getting by with their cell phones and the magnification programs on that. Um, and, uh, um, and, uh, um, not so much in the desktop CCTVs, you know, a little bit here, there's improvements and so forth. And those are still great sellers for, for the entire market, but yeah, wearables for sure. Well, Mr. Dibble. Yes. Uh, I think on behalf of the AT Banter podcast, we'd like to thank you so much for uh, My joining pleasure. us down Dropping here. By the being our in-studio guest. My pleasure. Coming all the way from sunny California to join us. That's right, man. Happy to be here. Braving the rain, braving the snow. Yeah, it's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, 40, no snow. 40 degrees, I can deal with that. <laughs> not bad. I was in Norway once. God, it was January of 2016, and my God, that place is the coldest place on the oh, freaking planet. Oh, wow. I was in Norway, and I was so layered up that it really felt like... Um, I mean, it was actually. They said it was colder than the than the you know than the Arctic Circle. Right. It, 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 oh I couldn't believe. It. And these guys I'm with, great guys, uh, company Nordicai, and uh, you know they're just like, oh, I'll walk around, tour the side, and I'm just like, get me out of here, <laughs> get me in a restaurant near a fire. You would, you guys are insane. Uh, I think I'm going to go put my shorts on. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> Holy crap! Let's go skinny dipping are, in the these lake. Guys yeah. just, these guys are just like human polar bears. <laughs> but uh, but that was an experience of cold. Which I rather not repeat. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're lightweights here. Yeah, well, we're, no, we're 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 whiners and bitches and moaners down in California because when it gets fifty degrees, and we're like, <laughs> oh, put on a jacket. Where's the heat? Yeah, we're a bunch of you know whatever. It's been sunny for three hundred days in a row. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I can't handle it. I don't know. That's my body's just programmed for the heat, not so much for the cold. I don't mind it, but you know. It is, it's getting used to it, but it's all right. uh, Well, you know what? Before we let you go, though, tell the fine people where they can find Enhanced Vision Systems. <clears throat> tell us. Tell Sure. Whack that up. Now you, <laughs> now you can figure it out. You want to know where to go to, to find more information. 
That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Enhanced Vision is, is a company. We're based in Huntington Beach, California, Southern California. And we do have an office in, in Germany and uh, just north of Frankfurt. We also have an office in the U.K., um, you know, not in uh, Nottingham, you know, Rob, Robin Hood. And uh, we also have our, our office, a representative in Sweden. And so those, that's kind of the way our, where yeah. our organization is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, if uh, if people want to get to us, uh, they can simply call our main number. It's, you know, 1-800-440-9476, 800-440-9476. And, or just visit our website at www.enhanced. Don't forget the ED in there, enhancedvision.com. And you can get information, free information. Uh, if you're interested in acquiring, you know, for a, a free demo, no obligation demo. We don't charge for those kind of things. And uh, we want to just try some of this stuff. And you think you, uh, you know, have a loved one or family member or your, your, yourself is personally in need of something like that, check it out. Because um, chances are we might have something that will help you. And I think if you're in Canada... Well, if you're in Canada, you can contact Canadian Assistive Technologies. Yes. 1-800-STEVE. That doesn't quite work. Oh, that doesn't. Sorry. (laughs) But 1-844-795-8324, that'll work. Yeah, Steve has literally been in this industry longer than anybody I've known on the planet uh, 30 years or something like 20, that. 27. 27. Crazy amount. So so he, we really love working with Steve and Canadian Assistive uh, just because of his level of experience and, and just care for the market and the people out there. And, and um, so it's it's a, it's a good guy to work with. Plus he buys you beer. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, 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 he taunts me with free beer. So yeah, how can you not like anybody that gives you free beer? Oh, it's reciprocated. That's right. Um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us? Well, they can find us online at www.atbanter.com. They can also email us if they so desire, atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. And we're out there on the Facebooks and the Twitters, which, you know, nobody you pays forgot, attention you to. Forgot you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Facebook is uh, at atbanter, all one word, and Twitter is at underscore banter. You there you it. go. And, uh, yeah. There you go. Not to all be right. mistaken for at POTUS. No, no. <laughs> no, don't even get started on that. We'll be here for another half an hour. That's order dinner. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Mr. John Dibble for joining Woo-hoo. us. And uh, night, we night. will see everybody next week. Night, night. Cowbell. Cheers. <laughs>